Hello everyone, welcome again to another horrific review. Ah, uh, here we go, another strange little one for you. Uh, start off, actually really like this, and then it kind of fell off a cliff randomly for some reason. So tonight we're talking about uh, The Darkness, or as Rizzi put out as Dorsha. I don't understand why they changed the title, because The Darkness is the most generic title you can think of for a movie. I uh, don't know what's going on there. I mean, you type in The Darkness and, you know, the band comes up before any movies do and games and anthologies and everything that's ever been associated with horror ever. Blah, you know, uh, before you even get a chance to see this movie. I just cut off chance that, as I said, this is the whole point and I'm just picking random movies that are horror related, done in the last couple of years and just going for it. So, interesting plot. Uh, we've got a couple that's centered around a couple who, um, Lisa and David, married couple who are English, even though the character Lisa starts off with an American accent and then transitions in English, is very, very strange. Um, the accents are all messed up in this movie. Um, very generic, over the top, uh, yeah, in your face, slightly virginal cringe. But the idea is that the same couple they go to Ireland for a holiday because David's been left the property. So they're going to go and stay in it and check it out. Fair enough. Um, start off, I actually like these characters. That was the thing. Um, I like Lisa and David. The play good parts. They come across as a couple. They've got that kind of um, chemistry between them. So that's good. The plot itself starts off pretty solidly. Uh, it's a good movie. So what we've got is... <clears throat> turns out there's a, like a family secret. And David's uh, grandmother's still alive. They've got her in a hospital, I think, in Ireland. No, I think she's in England. So they've all moved over from her basically grandfather grandparents onwards move from Ireland to England and you know that kind of thing it was a bit a bit difficult to kind of pick apart at the start just the way the movie bounces a bit but you get there in the end so what is cottage lovely cottage uh out in the ground what does David do he's a professional he's making deals and stuff you know one of the ones that are making deals but you don't know what they're doing you know that they didn't quite go into it. Lisa's a writer. She's exploring the the cottage. She, she's trying to get inspiration for her next book. So she's already had, uh, she's a new author. She had her first book. Really took off, but it was a romantic comedy. So even though it took off, it's not what she wants to write. She's got that itch to create something. We've all been there. <laughs> I'm still trying to scratch it, I'm saying. Uh, beat my head against a brick wall the one, but enough about me, that's not what this is about. Um, yeah, so she's looking around the cottage and the grounds, and she comes across a chest, and then it's a dairy. And the dairy belongs to a girl called Neve, and Neve's telling her story of living with, um, uh, God, what's his name? Bloke. Yeah, bloke. We'll go for bloke because a lot of names in this and stuff. And it, 
it bounces back and forward in time because what we're seeing here is uh the narrative of the story you know as lisa reads the diary she she hears the story of this girl and then we kind of go back to that time and get snippets um it was actually done quite nicely and well that's why the ending really disappointed me because this is this is a chance to be an indie crack you know an indie movie that was solid and told a good story the whole way through and given this limitation to be an indie movie you know you're we're not expecting hollywood level budget acting effects you know i mean we know we're not going to get that with indie movies nuts but everyone has to start somewhere so that's why i'm trying to encourage people give these a chance anything that's outside you know outside the mainstream or somebody's first crack of the whip if you don't give them a chance how are they ever going to you know what i mean we're seeing the sludge you know hollywood's become lazy bloated um just full of nepotism and no interest in actually the audience the customer so that's why i'm on this kind of journey to search through these movies and get it um thanks steve earlier on for your suggestion <laughs> if i can find a horror related version of paw patrol i'll give it a crack i still think italian hobbies though is uh, more sinister and frightening but yeah when i asked <laughs> i've been asking these videos for suggestions for movies and that's what i get Great to have mates like that, eh? But anyway, not a tangent. So what we have here is uh, Neve's kind of telling her story. This inspires Lisa to write. And then she starts uh, asking in the village, you know, who's the researcher, who's the, like the lore smith? Because uh, in small Irish villages, there's always like the lore person. There's always somebody that keeps the genealogy records, um, genealogy, sorry pronunciation there um and you know it's always interesting because small little hamlets history is a big thing because you tend to find it's like generational people you know family after family have grown up there and all that good stuff so she's on this kind of journey by now but as things goes along she start getting operations you know uh they're trying to figure out what it is she thinks she's losing her mind you know just things jumping up and all and once again not done terrible you know uh i've talked about movies where they use jump scares and all that and they're done really crap this wasn't bad you know they're kind of fitted you know that she's obviously awakened something um it's a good thing they found a grave on the grounds like right in front of the house and it's the old uh it was the old tradition that busy got buried and there's a bell down to the grave in case people were buried prematurely you know the, and they actually bringing up the, the term saved by the bell uh because technology wasn't what it was medical standards weren't what they were the abilities you know i mean um, everyone's trying to say this is the worst time we live in right now but People actually got buried alive and it was a common occurrence that they had to go to that you know those lengths because you know that was just the way the world was um not people's fault because obviously once people have the opportunity to progress get where we are now so i always argue against that kind of um oh, we're living in the worst times ever oh, miserable 
was like, I think people got it too soft now. They want the, they just look for misery. But anyway, I'm full of tangents tonight. But uh, uh, this is a kind of short, uh, short movie anyway. But what we have is start to see these operations and then start to tell. It's a ghost story, but it's also using a bit of local folklore. So if you're not familiar, uh, fairies in the British Isles, they're not the sparkly little like mini human figures with wings and glitter, like um, what do you call that thing out of Peter Pan Tinkerbell? They're not that like cute, cuddly uh, things. They're actually vicious creatures. And one of the things the fairies were known as for doing was actually swapping babies and putting the notice change things. So basically they would swap go and steal a baby, put their own offspring in, changing, and then the family would rear its own. But like a, you know, cuckoos, anyway a cuckoo will um lay one of its eggs in the nest and then the cuckoo kicks the other ones out. Well it's kinda based on that, you know, and mythology. Um we'll start to find out from the history that Roisin, oh God, I wish I'd written his name down, but she falls in love. Sorry, Maeve falls in love with this fella who's utterly charming, brings her in, but it turns out his previous wife, Mary, died, and he wants to use her body <laughs> to resurrect his old, his wife. Who was taken with uh, polio, I think. And he plans to make an offering to the fairies. And he goes to a local witch. So we're we're getting a bit of a we're getting a bit of a mix here. Um it can be hard to keep track of if you're not in the but uh basically you've got the witch in the woods, you know, and the witch is always a conduit the local creatures that's kind of the way mythology works so you'd never approach these creatures directly or else you're uh done for basically you use a witch as an arbiter um that's why they never killed witches to banish them initially and it was only the it's only until the puritans came start bringing witch finders out to try to purge witches the myth, you know um in a mythological sense um obviously historically thing but generally um it was like Native American tribes would do as well. If nobody would claim a like a widow, she'd be banished from the tribe. That's like the same practice. You know, these are you know ancient Aboriginal tribes would carry out those practices. So if somebody's no good to the pack, animal, you know, I mean we're all animals at the end of the day, and it's the same thing. So if you've got a weak member of the pack, too old, then they get left behind. So essentially a witch in real terms was, you know. Old crow, no family. I'm gonna get banished, you know, out the woods to kind of make out existence. And then that's where the mythology of witches, you know, the witch in the woods come from. But we've got a witch in the woods here. Uh this guy approaches a witch the petition to use, you know, basically use this girl as a vehicle to bring his wife back. <laughs> um it's that whole tragedy, you know. He's doing it out of love, but he's an evil bastard because he's enticed a young girl into his life. And allegedly, um, Neve's supposed to be from Belfast. Yeah. Mm. 
like I said, the accents are messed up in this. They're Bataan, the Irish accents and regional, you know, it's um, a bit hard to listen to. It's like, the, you know, when Americans try to do the Irish accents or tell you they're Irish, you know, it's that kind of painful. But you, you gloss over it because actually the, the bones of the story is quite good. Goes away, he's told what to do. Uh, he makes the offering. So, if you know witchcraft, the most powerful thing you can have is a piece of someone. Her, Neil Clippins, blood, obviously the most precious, tears, saliva. You know, if you have a part of a person's body, you can basically cast a spell, you can own them. So, what he had done is he had taken a lock over her. Uh, did what, he, did what he was told, made the offering so that the fairies would come for. And this all transpires, you see, that sort of at the beginning there's a bit of a intro scene. I always forget about those intro scenes because um, it seems to be a bit of a pattern of starting in the middle or that, or sometimes maybe just starting the movie and explaining it's better. Um, seems to be a lot, bit of a trend in the last few movies I've watched. The always stick as like intro scene of a vider in the feature or event or almost a spoiler where you're better just having a linear story sometimes especially uh like short and me ones don't overcomplicate it don't try to do too much um i'm just saying this as an audience member i'm no expert haven't made any films funny enough actually um the director um turns out he worked in it in databases until he uh, decided to make movies so there's hope for me yet uh man after my own heart uh it's weird um the work on that sort of field is the most bland boring sterile crap but um it's good money on it but if you're anyway creative it's a death to you it generally it generally is because those sort of jobs well you kind of have to live in those jobs you know it's not a case of you just go and do it you're you're expected to hang out with the same people stay late, be on call, be studying all the time because uh, I'm out of date now. Um, it's only been a couple of years, but if you're not constantly studying the latest um, trends and writing code all the time, you you know, eat, live and sleep, database design and generally IT services. It's, um, but if you're a creative person, it destroys you because it's not where you want to be. So I get... Fair play to the director, uh, Tharan Mohan. He uh, one just, uh, he did what he needed to. He did his career in IT and databases, and then he said, no, that's not what I want to do. So it was a means to an end. So there's a the thing, folks. Um, this guy's example of this movie, just follow your dreams. You know, it's nice to have money. It's nice to have a career. But if that thing is the very thing that you're requiring to live is killing you don't don't do it you know don't live above your means don't get yourself into a position where and you see this with mega stars right you could be earning a million pound a week but if your expenses are nine hundred ninety nine thousand, you're no better off than somebody on minimum wage if that makes sense so uh tough life is because I know when I, I've, I've cut right back the last couple of years and I'm actually happier because I've got more options and I can 
concentrating time doing this, so I'm not sitting on flipping laptops, um, turning away, learning stuff just to stay relevant, you know, and make myself miserable. So live within your means. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. Find that balance in life. And if you can find a way to have a creative outlet, that's what this whole channel is about. If you can find a way to have a creative outlet, bloody do it because you don't have to be famous. You don't have to be rich of it. But having that outlet mentally is only good for you. Me sitting here, yapping in front of this, uh, even if nobody watches it, it's doing me the world of good because rather than I could sit here and watch three, four movies in a row, just blindly go along. But I'm thinking... I'm going over the plot, I'm looking for patterns, and then I'm trying to articulate and speak and give it out to you guys my thoughts. Don't want to be nasty about it because it, there's too many channels I got. What's the point? Um, sorry if it's not exciting, but <laughs> you know, I'm just, uh, I want you to explore movies and make up your own mind. You know, I'll never tell you what to watch or not watch, just school uh, it. Uh, it's a, any of his opinion. If you kind of watch movies and you come to the same conclusion I do, then I'm glad I helped. Uh, if you have the opposite one, that's actually almost useful. Um, there's somebody I did follow for a while, and every time she reviewed a movie, it'd be the opposite of what I thought. So I knew if she liked the movie, I wouldn't. <laughs> that's almost as useful, if that makes sense. If she didn't like a movie, there's a good chance I was going to. Um, Cameron and me, you see us, uh, button heads at times going. The fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> that's almost as valuable because that's Friday's the spice of life. You know, we don't want to be just mindless automatons all being programmed the same way. That's how boring is that? So, back to the movie. <laughs> we'll see how this all transpire. Um, meanwhile, Lisa is, she's in the grip of this diary and she's actually starting to degenerate. She's starting to lose her grip in reality because it's actually got a hold of her. She goes and starts looking and actually dressing up the same. You know, she finds a chest of clothes and a necklace and starts to effectively lose her way. This is kind of a... This is the bit where... Um, I don't know whether it's a revenge story by the ghost or a cry for help it's a bit of both because what we'll have here effectively is a girl leave she was uh she was wronged and her soul was stolen out of her body we didn't get to see what happened with mary because something went wrong with the ritual we didn't quite see it but he didn't do it in the right way and things got messed up and then We've now got the vengeful spirit wanting peace. So what they do is they start unpacking, and then it turns out David's the direct descendant of these people. So this whole story, and um, they couldn't find Nave any records of her, and it turns out she was a waif. Like I said, they brought her from Belfast. She sounds in, she sounds Belfast, and I'm fucking Jamaican. You know, that's how. Bad the accents are, um, and uh, that's that's kind of where it goes. So, what effectively happens is they, they have to right the wrong, and essentially find uh, Neve's body and return it in the sacred ground 
so to speak, you know, hollow ground and uh, give her peace. There was no, um, it's not your typical, you know, out to kill. This was actually really nicely done as in a cry for help. Uh, Lisa becoming an armor, but not really harmed. You know what I mean? It wasn't being set up that she's being harmed. That's what I was getting from it anyway. So it wasn't like Neve was trying to take over Lisa and, you know, live life on the earth now as it is now. Basically trying to cry out for help. So that, that was cool. They work together, they get it and delay uh, Neve the rest. This is where the movie gets messed up and, like I said, it just falls off a cliff and it's such a shame because, as you can probably tell, I was on board. I was on board up the sort of last point. Neve, while she's possessed, goes and goes in the room and sees David's phone. Now, throughout this, there's been no indication that David's up to anything nefarious. He's working. He's diligent, you know, they're a loving couple. That was all cool. And you're allowed to... It seems to be a thing with, you know, modern... Because of this weird culture we've got going on at the moment where nobody's allowed to be happy, everything must be antagonistic, we all must live miserably, you know, this weird cult that's jumping on everyone. So a couple isn't allowed to be happy. So it turns out Neve discovers that David's cheating on her. Just dropped right out of nowhere towards the end of the movie. And there was no indication, no reason... They were happy. It was just thrown in there. Like it really was like just taking a big boulder and dropping it in the lake and just causing chaos. Um I just like I said, it just came out of the work, but still they worked together. It didn't she didn't run away from him and made herself vulnerable. So there's no plot purpose to this revelation. And then right at the end of the movie, after they've led Neve the rest and they're driving away, it goes like a weird flashback scene of all the times when he's sitting with her in a cafe and he's saying it's work, but it's this girl called Nicola Rachel is ringing him. And then we see him on the laptop and it's going back and then screaming. He's actually sending lengthy emails. Uh, it's really, really weird. And that's that ruined this movie for me. Because it was no, there's no use to the plot. Didn't help anything, and all it did was just ruin actually the nice ending of a movie, where they encountered the ghost, led it to rest, the right or wrong, of ancestors, so to speak, and could move on a bit wiser in the world, and knowing that there's uh, more to this life, you know, being aware of the other realm. What's wrong with that movie? But what they did is they bring this bit in and then bring all the issues in the car and then you look in the rear of our mirror and wah, fade the credits, you know, spurn appears. You're like, what the hell? Really disappointing. Oh, hi, Dale. Um, yeah, it's actually a good movie. I'm actually, you just jumped on us. I'm just finishing up here. Um, but it's actually a really good movie and done done really well it's a nice story for an indie movie really good but that bit at the end where they just decided to drop a bomb that david was cheating on her with somebody and no indication and then a stupid jump scare thing at the end 
just on did all the work, all the world building, all the all the work that went into the movie. I just on did it in that like brief two scenes, which was a shame. If I could re-add it and just take those bits out and just have them drive off into the moonlight, you know, on their lives, it'd be a satisfying end to a good movie. Um, but yeah, it's worth watching. Um, look up Dorsha rather than the darkness because uh, uh, you'll find it quicker. Because <laughs> honestly, you type in the darkness, you get all sorts. But that's it. Yeah, we're, it's worth checking out. Um, if you get a different takeaway from me, leave a note in the comments. If you've picked up something different than I have, let me know. If you feel the same way, yeah, let me know as well. It'd be cool to, cool to get people's take on it because for the most part, I enjoyed this movie. I just thought it was uh, spoiled at the end, which was a damn shame. Damn shame because it was actually, um, you've seen you've seen the ones I've watched recently there and I've panned them, you know, and I'm just like, Ugh, wasn't enjoying myself. That's what it was. And just, just a real shame. But there you go. That is my review. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Look out the movie in your eye, where you are, and uh, sorry, sinuses are playing up just as I'm coming to the end of the live stream. Perfect. <laughs> nice and professional, as always. But uh, yeah, check out the movie. Let me know what you think. Keep an eye on our channel for all our uh, other stuff coming up. Uh, we're always busy. And until next time, keep it creepy. Keep it horrific. <laughs>